When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now, Baseball Together. Welcome to this week's episode of the Baseball Together podcast, Baseball Family. I am Brad, and as always, I am joined by Brig. What's up, Baseball Family? (laughs) Keeping it real today. (laughs) That's right, keeping it real. So, Baseball Family, we are here for you this week. To bring you lots of baseball content, we're going to talk about the Philly Fanatic. We're going to talk about whoever Mason Saunders is, and then we're going to talk about some proposed rule changes because it seems like they just keep coming down. So we're going to go over some more that came down just in the last uh, couple days. It's Friday night, so for us, this is brand new stuff. True but story. Before we get into any of that stuff, for those of you watching on YouTube, you will notice that Brig has on a special shirt today. Brig, can you show the people the shirt? It's they're seeing it. All right, they're seeing it. Let's talk about it. Let's describe it for those of you who are just listening. So, what Brig is wearing today is a true is a Heather True Royal Blue T-shirt with the number forty-two in white. Okay, so obviously we know why the number forty-two is important to baseball fans, right? That's right. Yep. So, so we thought, why not make a tribute shirt? I actually had. To, all the credit goes to Brick on this. He's the one who came up with this. And it's cool because the 42 is in white and it looks like a chalk line. Mm-hmm. It's like a chalk line on on the field and it's kind of been kicked around a little bit. And the number 42. And then in the bottom of the two, there is the 9 plus uh, swoosh logo. Right okay. there. Yep. So now this was released uh, Saturday night on the group. This is why we want you to join the VIP group because you'll get er- early releases along with uh, discount codes usually, right? That's exactly right. Yep. So so that's one of the benefits of joining the group. So join the Facebook group. You can interact with us there and everything like we always talk about. But you also get these early drops with discount codes. Now, Brig, did you have something forty something else 42 you wanted to show the people? Yes, but I will do that in segment two. <laughs> oh, that oh. is what we call a tease. Yeah, you know it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, (laughs) so I talked about the Facebook group. You can get in touch with us there. You can also get in touch with us on Instagram at baseball together or search nine plus us. You can interact with us and, and, uh, like pictures and stuff and videos on there. We put a lot of, uh, podcast segments on there. You can also submit to our mailbag on baseball together. There's a link on every episode page, um, in the description on iTunes and wherever you listen to your podcast, but also there's a link on YouTube. You can also interact with us on YouTube, leave us comments and things that you want to hear about there, whatever, we'll see it. And we can always answer your questions there. You can talk to me on Twitter at Jojo Cornrow. And we're still waiting on Brick to get a little bit more active <laughs> on Twitter before we do anything there. So listen, here's the other thing. Wait at the end of this podcast episode, I'm going to drop a special podcast and YouTube only discount code. So for oh. those of you listening, don't don't you know you can skip to the end if you want i guess but i <laughs> don't don't go anywhere because we're <laughs> we're gonna do a special discount code maybe i'll bury it in the middle yeah there we go that's a good spot not at the there. i'm a bury a little it in easter the middle. egg somewhere in the yeah. middle we'll do that <laughs> <laughs> yes all right well break should we go ahead and get into this oh yeah buddy you took that i took a drink right. as you asked that question <laughs> <laughs> it's calculated it. calculated all right. First, let's start with let's start with this. The Philly Fanatic got a makeover yeah. this week. Yeah. We knew it was coming. We heard some rumors about it. It came. Um so it does look a little bit different. I I honestly think the Philly Fanatic is the best mascot in sports. Forget baseball, sports. Hands the personality, down. the look. <laughs> it's the Fanatic is so much fun. I love the Philly Fanatic. And to be completely honest, I think that the makeover is just fine. It, to me, it's it's just a, a modernization, kind of an update. Sure. What I mean, what's your take on it, Brig? What do you think? I, I, I mean, like you avoided a lawsuit. Way to go! Yeah. 
You know, like, <laughs> yeah. you also avoided paying somebody for their artwork. So, like, that's boo. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. My yeah. opinion is twofold. I think that there's some curmudgeonery, curmudgeonery going on on both yeah. sides. It turned into poopy pantsery, and now we ended up with a blue tail. So, I don't know. Not yeah. a huge fan yeah. of the powder blue tail, the eyes and the stars and stuff. I think it's cool. Like, I mean, it's noticeable. The different yeah. the stirrups are different stuff. Like, it's fine. I like the bell on the side of the shoe, though. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's cool. I like that a lot. Yeah. I don't know if that was and there before, but that that's a sweet feature. To me, it feels like they just kind of tightened it up. You know? Yeah. Like the old stirrups kind of got like floppy and like big and like looked like saggy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But now like with like the blue socks that, that it has, it's like a little bit tighter. The shoes are updated more modern. Um, they don't look like they've been running like 5,000 marathons. <laughs> and they're worn out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I so like that. They're a little bit Sonic the Hedgehog shoes, um, yeah. which I think is pretty cool. But I don't know. I, th- I think the Fanatic looks great. So... I just the Good only job. issue I have is the blue tail. That's it. I'm like, come on, man. But yeah. I mean, they're putting d- the powder blue in, which I like. I don't know. That's just the only thing I'm not so crazy about. Yeah, it feels a little out of place. That's it. That's all. Just out of place. Yeah, it's a perfect word for it. it. Yep. All right, let's move on. Let's okay. talk about <laughs> who is this Mason Saunders guy. <laughs> I love it. By the way, it's so funny. <laughs> so for anybody who doesn't know, it came out this last week that Madison Bumgarner, who is a, a known equestrian. I don't know if you call him. Cowboy. He's a cowboy. He's a cowboy. Yeah. He's, he's, a, a, he's yeah, a cowboy. Totally. You know, he, he spends the off season on a ranch. He has a ranch and he got his wife a cow when they got married, something like that. Um, and you listen to him talk. He is a an absolute cowboy. Totally. Well, it turns out he is also a big fan of calf roping because he's been entering rodeos and competing as a calf roper under the name Mason Saunders, which to me is just like, that's <laughs> the best thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> of course, this giant thing. block of a man who's a pitcher is entering, <laughs> entering, cow, entering rodeos with an alias Hoping that nobody recognizes him. Instead, everybody's like, yeah, that's Madison Bumgarner, but he rodeos under Mason Saunders, whatever. It's cool. We yeah. like it. It's fun. Yeah. You know? And But here's here's the best thing about it. He's really, really, really good at it. Is he? <laughs> yeah. He won. I think I heard that he won like either 2600 or $26,000 in, in a rodeo uh, just within the last like year or so. Well, I mean, that's and, like a huge uh, difference. <laughs> it is a huge difference. Somebody said twenty six thousand, but I'm thinking it's twenty six hundred. Yeah, but that's... I don't know. It could be because he, it was a major, like it was a big rodeo. Oh wow! That he entered. Yeah, he was like top six out of like six hundred competitors. Whoa, that's awesome. So it could be twenty six thousand. I mean, it could be. Yeah, yeah, and and not only this, but get this, Brig. This is how good he is. So there's two people. I mean, we 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 had. For anybody who doesn't know, Brig and I went to went to college together. We actually took a magazine writing class together, and our professor was a calf roper as well. Totally, a so calf, he, yes. he taught us a little bit about it. Yeah. So there's two people. There's two parts to roping a calf. There's the header and the healer. Madison Bumgarner is the healer. Now, in this magazine writing class, we had to learn how to rope. We learned how to rope a chair. A chair. Okay. Yeah. Which, first off, is way harder than it looks, it even is. from like. What were we like ten feet away? Yeah, it was wicked hard. Nobody was moving. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> feet were on the ground. Yeah. Both feet on the ground. Nobody was pushing the chair away from us. No. And we had to rope the chair, which is way bigger than like I can't imagine trying no. to get get that rope under the back legs of a calf and then pull it just just in time as you know, as that rope gets right underneath there. And that's what he does. That's amazing. He's he's a healer. So yeah, so that that's his job, and it's fantastic. I mean, I've kind of hijacked this whole segment, Brig, but... Well, I mean, way what, to go, about Brad. <laughs> <laughs> did you hear about this before, or was that when I first like told you about it? I saw, I saw him on a horse, mm-hmm. or like dismounting mid sort of, I don't know, trot or whatever, mid gallop, but I didn't know what it was, and I was like, that's... <laughs> 
but it looks like a rodeo. But that's uh, that's all I know. So you you yeah. are telling me about it in depth for the first time. But I remember <laughs> that chair. That was hard. <laughs> it was I so have hard. pictures or video or something. I don't know. I'll see if we can put it up. If I don't yeah. hold me to this, I might not be able to find it. But maybe. I'm going to try to find mine because I think I'm pretty sure I know right where it is. Okay. So I'll, I'll find mine and maybe we can put them both up. I don't know. That's cool. But, but yeah, we've, we've tried it. It's difficult. The fact that he's that good is amazing. Well, it's and they absolutely make absolutely amazing. Look, they make the rope, the ropes look like supple and they're not, man. These ropes are like stiff and taut. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it was, yeah. it was eye opening for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and here's here's the other thing with this too is that somebody asked the D backs about it and like no we had no idea oh had they no didn't clue that he was doing this yeah they didn't know <laughs> it wasn't like a hey you can rodeo more often in Arizona yeah no because he ha- that's what well, we do he here had that he had that dirt bike accident a couple of years ago that was a breach of contract yeah and so I you know I'm sure that's where the alias came from sure and then somebody asked the D backs about it like oh it wouldn't have changed anything but we didn't know about it but we're you know but whatever. they're good with it. <laughs> Oh my word! <laughs> I I think it's one of those things where they're they're not going to say they're not good with it. Yeah, but I don't think they are necessarily good with it, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, yeah, dude, <laughs> they're probably just gonna be like, ah, just please be careful. Don't lose a thumb. Yeah. <laughs> don't break your knee so. on the way off of that horse galloping. Yeah, you know, <laughs> or whatever. Oh man, it's too funny. I, guess I thought he that was have too to funny. Dismount. I'm forget my yeah, rodeo knowledge right. is clearly fleeting. <laughs> <laughs> Need to go watch yourself a rodeo break. I am so allergic to horses, I will literally die. Oh man. I'm so allergic Brutal. to horses, bro, that if I watch a rodeo on TV, I got to go to the emergency <laughs> room. It's bad, man. And see like I can I can go to rodeos, but I I just I can't sit like front row. Yeah. And I definitely can't ride the horse. But I've been to I've been to a couple and it's it's actually a lot of fun. Guess but. how we found out I was allergic to horses? You were riding one. No, I went to a rodeo. <laughs> <laughs> we, well, there you go. We went to a, I went to a petting zoo one time and had a bad experience and we but we didn't we didn't know which animal it was or whatever. So I went to a rodeo and okay, short story, go to the rodeo. It's a family reunion every summer. We do it every year. And we go to Strawberry Days Rodeo, Pleasant Grove, Utah. And the whole freaking family's there. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't breathe well. And my, you know, all the mucus and everything. And my eyes are starting to close. And my parents are like, get the, take the, this is like 1994. They're like, take the keys, go get in the car. Um, in the those old steel Suburbans that are built like, you know, tanks. Like, yeah, like a tank. Yeah. yeah. So I go get in there. I lock the door. They told me to lock the door. So I lie down in the back seat and fell asleep. Um, and I woke up to pounding on the glass back window <laughs> and flashing lights. <laughs> oh, my gosh, dude. And they were they were like literally about to break the door or the window to open the car door to get me out. They thought I had died. Oh my god! In the backseat of that suburban, I rolled over like what? <laughs> I'm sleeping. Leave me alone. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So I don't do horses at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's too bad though. Ugh, man. All right. So let's check it out. Right. The Yankees are already. I like how you worded this. The Yankees are already a mash unit. <laughs> I mean, they were last year, right? Oh man, dude. Like. They were Jeez. the mash unit last year. Yeah. And now they're yeah, they already were. falling apart. Yeah. So uh, let, let's get them caught up on this. So it came out this week, Luis Severino needs Tommy John. We were actually going to talk about his forearm stiffness or his soreness last week. We just didn't get to it. Yeah. But but that forearm's been bothering him since, what, October? Yeah, since October. Yeah, so you think they would have done – they would have been able to get this taken care of, like started in November at least, right? Or, or like, I don't know. I'm or so September, pissed. October, I don't know, but they should have done it a long time ago. It yeah, seems like because totally. I don't feel like he's done any more damage to it now since then. Okay, but but I listen uh, for the opposite opinion. I've had plenty of surgeries. This no fun, man. 
Like, you don't want no, to... No, I know, yeah. They, and they try to avoid Tommy John at all costs. Totally. Right? Yes, it's like... Because a, it's such a long, arduous le- rehab. Totally. Right? And he'll miss almost the entire season, if not the entire season, depending on well, what happens. Well, it's... I mean, it's pretty much 365 days until you can pitch again. Oh. Like, in well, a game. There it goes. So, yeah, so he's not going to be... You're not going to be seeing him this year, because mm. it's, it's not going to happen. Well... Luckily, we have some young talent in the farm system, but that doesn't mean yeah, they're ready. There you go. You know? Right. Certainly yeah. not ready to step in and be an ace like Seve was. Yeah. But that's not the only injury yeah. we have working for us. We got a lot right. more. So, Giancarlo yeah. Stanton is likely to miss opening day because his leg has a boo-boo. Yeah. He, he, I th- From what I saw was he, he, like, he hurt his calf somehow warming yeah. up. Yeah. Like man, I hate to guy. I hate to be flippant about it, but it's like here we go again, uh, reinforcing no, really, the worst the- decision we've made in ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, and you know, I I feel like it's one of those things where you may not have like these are all like freak injuries, right? Yeah, I just I don't feel like this is something you could have seen coming. That maybe he had a couple of injuries here or there in Miami. But at the same time, it's like, are they going to continue, or is he going to, or we, or are our trainers going to be able to work it out and keep him from pulling muscles and hurting his shoulder, or whatever, you know? Yeah. That it, I don't know, man. It's it's not because they're not consistent. There's no consistency to the injuries. Right. You can't like walk the that's, chain. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. That's the weird thing about it all is that they're all unrelated. So I don't know. I don't know, man. It just it makes me I, wonder, like. We talk about every a lot of people talk about the the physique of a ball player, right? What mm-hmm. what does the yeah. ideal ball player look like? What is he built like? Things like that. And I wonder if maybe we've met the limit. <laughs> it's like it's <laughs> like the human body is incapable uh of performing at, at peak performance at a certain, you know, size. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's huge. Yeah, I know. He's huge. He could play any position just about in the NFL. Yes. And be successful. Um, and you look at him and him and judge cause judge is what judge is an inch taller than Stanton. Is that right? I think so. I don't know the specifics, yeah. but I think so. But their body types are completely different. Yeah. They cause are. judge judge just looks like a tall person. Yeah. Whereas Stanton looks like a freak of nature because he's just he's just that big you know yeah <laughs> so yeah I, I think you might be right that he just might be too built and his his body just can't handle it because you know judge gets hurt and i just feel like that's part of the nature of being a big guy yeah but at the same time he's he's more proportionate you know top to bottom he just looks like a person who's been enlarged in photoshop or something <laughs> like the picture next to jose altuve on second base yeah it's like oh they're the same size they just made judge bigger yeah right right <laughs> that's all that looks like <laughs> so a little free form transform there that's what they call yeah, it yeah exactly exactly right there you go i don't know all the lingo eh, but it's yeah fine. you can help me out there <laughs> <laughs> well and judge has a shoulder injury as well but that's fine the the real injury we should be talking about is dustin pedroia yes Definitely, because that, you know, I saw this, and the the very first thing I thought of is, is this going to be right. it for him? You know, like the the Red Sox put him on the uh, on the sixty day IL, so he's not going to make opening day. Uh, who knows when he'll actually be available? And this is an injury that's gone back to the two thousand and seventeen yeah. season since since he hasn't played since April seventeenth of two thousand nineteen, and he's only. Played in nine games since the since 2017. Oh, it's heartbreaking. Like, it it really is. Yeah, it is. Because I mean, somebody who's nicknamed the Laser Show, right? You can get that nickname from no. nowhere, right? Playing 105 games <laughs> a season he, consistently. Hundred over 100 games 100, a season. Hundred, you know, that was it. That was yeah. just leading up to the injury. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that last that 2017, he played uh, played 105 games. But before that, you know, he was 130, yeah. played 159, 160, uh, 135. Yeah. See, that's what I saw. Yeah, so he's, he's played. Yeah, so he he's a he's a guy you can depend on. And but since that injury, and anybody who doesn't remember doesn't know the injury, there was a collision at second base back when Manny Machado was still with the Orioles. Is when this happened. Listen, so Manny Machado was a hell of a ball player, but. This one incident 
makes him the villain forever. It does. It does because it's it could be potentially what ended Pedroia's career and kept him out of the hall. Could fame. be because you know we if this is it, I you know four All Star appearances. Yeah, if he's not able to, it's tough, mm-hmm. man. And granted, he has a rookie a rookie of the year and an MVP under his belt. But he's like you said, only only four All Star appearances. It feels like he was an All Star All Star more years yeah. than that, and should have yeah. made it. But at the same time, though, I mean, he's what? Let's see, where is it? He is 30, 36 now. Yeah. So this injury happened when he was thirty four. That's two years on the back end of what could potentially could have potentially been his prime. Yeah, that he could have. You know, accumulated some more stats and padded his resume to get into the Hall of Fame, and I just don't think it's going to happen. Well, his now. career war sits at fifty-one point seven right now, and yeah, you know, he's eighteen hundred hits, hundred forty home runs, lifetime batting average two ninety-nine. Ah, it's just like for for such an iconic guy who was so pivotal mm-hmm. for that organization and and in baseball at large. I mean, this guy. Mm-hmm. You're right. I mean, it's just it's just so sad. Yeah, eh. yeah. It's a bummer that 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 could possibly be the, be the reason why he doesn't get into the hall. And and I and I mean, he was on the trajectory. We all thought, you know, future totally. Hall of Famer Dustin Pedroia, and maybe he will get in for those first six years of his career. Yeah. But I don't know. Who's to say? Who's to say at this point? Who, I don't know anything of what the voters think. I mean, he, maybe he won't get in with. The traditional with the baseball writers, but he'll get in with like the uh, the historian, yeah, whatever. The, I can't think the of what they're committee. called right now, but yeah, the other the yeah. other group, yeah, the committee, yeah, maybe yeah, so. So maybe he'll get in with those guys. We've clearly shown, I don't know, that we don't understand what the baseball writers want to see. That's true. <laughs> we, we, nobody, we, knows nobody, yeah, because we still don't know why that one guy, yeah, didn't nobody knows, <laughs> or even who it was, or even who it was, <laughs> still at so, large. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Well, let's go ahead and take a break. And when we get back, Brig and I are actually going to talk, I don't know, what, ask each other some questions? Pop quiz time, baby. Yeah, there we go. Pop quiz time when we get back. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out to the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and cracker jack. I don't care if I never get back with me. Root, root, root for the home day. Don't win, it's a shame. For it's one, two, three strikes, you're out at the old ball game. Shop kids' baseball strips. At nineplusss.com. Welcome back, baseball family. All right, I had a pretty fun idea. Okay, I want to do a pop quiz segment, and uh, Brad was a little nervous. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm not good at asking these like leading questions like you are. <laughs> um, I do pretty well with the rundown because I can ask like one or two word questions, but man. That was always the thing I struggled with when I was doing the sports writing thing. That I was not, I'm not a good interviewer. So, well, look, man, this is just supposed to be fun, okay? So, <laughs> chill out a little bit. It was like leaking confidence <laughs> as you were pitching yeah. this idea. Like, oh no, oh no. <laughs> See, I often have the opposite. You're like, let's do this, and I'm like, um, okay. <laughs> Anyway, that's behind the scenes. Here's the deal. I told Brad, he said, I said, let's pop quiz each other. Let's do, you know, a handful of questions, baseball questions that we've never asked each other or that are kind of off the wall, whatever. And he said, he said, well, well, like, like what? And I said, I said, bro, Google first date questions and baseball them. So that's what we did. Okay. Yeah. We're going to have fun with this here. My first question. You ready, Brad? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. We're going to need some fun music for this, okay? Oh. So you re- All right. Yeah, we'll have music, don't worry. If the Seattle Mariners were a beverage, 
what would it be? Um, I would have to say, <laughs> I'd have to. They'd be root beer. Um, Ooh. because there's a lot to like about them because they're fun, but at the same time, like there's some times where it's just like, you know, I can't do root beer with that. And there's some people who just straight up like cannot handle root beer. Um, I had yeah, a friend totally. who's like, no, it tastes like medicine. I will not drink it. And yeah. I was like, yeah, I understand that. I get it. So anybody who's like, yeah, no, I can't, I would never like the Mariners. Like, yeah, no, I understand that. I get it. Cause they're terrible <laughs> and they have been terrible for a long time. So <laughs> I'd say well played, beer. sir. <laughs> Dang, that was good. So, that's a good Man. question. I like that. Thank you. I like that. Okay. <laughs> All right, Brig, are you ready? I'm ready, man. What's the weirdest thing that's ever happened to you in or at a baseball game? Uh, oh, but that's easy. <laughs> <laughs> I have two. I have two answers. I'll share the one I've never shared publicly, ever. Oh, here we go. Okay, and then I'll share. And if if we have time, I'll share the other one. Okay. Um. Okay, I. <laughs> This is so embarrassing. All right. I remember uh, being super, super young. It was probably coach pitch or something. I don't know. I was young, though. And I did not care about the the game we were playing. It was was at night. And I was stuck out in center field. And I had been there for inning after inning after inning. And I was like, forget this is dumb. Right? I'm not doing this anymore. So I literally was focused on the dandelions <laughs> in the grass. <laughs> and I remember, I still never got a, there's no fly balls, nobody, nothing ever happened. And I spent my time in the outfield kicking dandelions. <laughs> How old were you, did you say? It was coach pitch. So oh, okay. I, what, like eight? Yeah, okay, yeah. Six yeah. or eight or, or, I don't know, seven? I yeah. don't know, something like that. Okay. Yeah. So that's the that's probably the weirdest thing, because there's there's always the joke about the kid out in the in the outfield doing nothing. Oh yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. picking picking flowers and stuff. I I was literally I have had that experience. Yeah. <laughs> oh, last year in T ball, I was standing out in the outfield with Wilson, and he and he lays down. I was like, Wilson, you gotta stand up in case he hit the ball out. He's like, but Dad, I'm stuck in the mud. He was is <laughs> <laughs> grass hadn't rained in days. Dry. <laughs> there's no mud. <laughs> i can see that t-ball's so funny man it's so funny kids are like i can't leave the base it's lava yeah (laughs) the grass is lava i'm on the base yeah 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 Yeah, we got a few times we got this is my base this is my base you can't stand on it (laughs) i'm not leaving my base (laughs) so i get the dandelion thing i get it totally man all right um, what is your favorite baseball rule? My favorite baseball rule? Yeah. Ooh, man. Um, one, I don't know if I have a favorite one, but one that I think is fun is like actually kind of cool. So have you ever noticed how you never see guys stick their hat up to catch a ball? Yes. The reason for that is because if you catch the, if you catch the ball in your hat, it's a three base error and the runner can still, and can try for home if they want to. So they for right. sure get to third. And then if like, they're still trying to like corral the ball or whatever, by the time you get to third base, they can try for home. So and why do you think that's fun? It's, it's funny. It's so random. Like, yeah, okay. Like why three bases? If you catch it in your hat <laughs> and you know, just like give them, give them first base, give them second base, whatever. Three bases. That's a triple. That's a triple man. Three bases for catching the ball in your hat. It's it's and like sitting, it's so funny. I'm sitting here like, okay, who who did that? And yeah, oh, I know. And number two, who got super upset about it? So, and I'll tell you how I'll tell you how I found out about that too. So I there was a one year I can't remember which which brand it was, but I I bought some packs of baseball cards and they had. Um, know the a uh, know the rules card in there every yeah. once in a while, and I got one. Yeah. And Barry Bonds did it in the '90s. He caught the ball in his hat. I can't remember who hit it, but Barry. It was an it was like an illustration of like a cartoon of Barry Bonds on the card catching the ball in his hat, and that's how I learned that rule. Mm, nice. So, yeah. So either a, yeah. if you're playing 
baseball, softball, whatever, don't catch the ball in your hat. And B, if you see somebody do it, call them out on it. You get three yeah. bases, man. Yeah. That's legit. Yep. Look, dude, you just enabled all of the parents <laughs> listening. They're every they, little we, league. They dad. already screaming at the umpires, bro. <laughs> we don't need your we don't need blackjack Brad. It, you know, poisoning the water hole here. Come on. <laughs> just kidding. Oh, that's I'm funny. arming you that's with knowledge. Good. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You call it what you want, blackjack Brad. <laughs> <laughs> that's right yeah all right oh, all right okay all right so of all the current proposed rule changes we've seen in the last year which of all of those rules do you think will stick and why uh wow that's a that's a great question um i think that uh, I think robot umpire is going to stick. Yeah. And every it's rule either, that it, comes with it? Well, no. Maybe not. No. Maybe 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 the pitch clock. <sighs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Yes, I'm going to say that the implementation of robot umpires is my answer. I don't know that the current set of rules and doctrine around that will stay. Okay. But I do think we will have a robotic strike zone forever eventually doesn't mean okay. i agree with it it just means that's what i think will stay yeah yeah no i get that and do so. you do you think it's one of those things that's going to come and go or do you think it's like once it's here it's here uh i don't i think that we will meet so much resistance that it won't need a try a trial by fire period i think that that there will be so much vetting that happens that if it does come and stay it'll stay forever yeah yeah i i feel the same way i feel the same way about it yeah so I like that. Good answer. Good answer. Thanks, man. <laughs> All right. What to you, to you, in your opinion, okay. what is the best job in baseball? Um, the best job in baseball. All of be, baseball. All of baseball. Um, it's got to be one of the kid jobs, like either, um, either the foul ball guy or girl down the like down the foul line the, you know who the bucket gets sit. sitters yeah. yeah the bucket sitters either that or the bat boy mm. um i know there's a whole lot more that goes into being the bat boy than just like what you see with getting the bats stuff but one of those two jobs has to be like the best nice and and it's because it's like like you know just sitting down the line and like getting a chance to field field the ground ball every once in a while like that's awesome that's so fun to me but then also with the bat boy there's something about just carrying that lumber around that's mm-hmm. so satisfying. You know, and the sound of the wood bats hitting each other as you like put two or three back where they're supposed to go, whatever, you know? Like yeah. just getting just getting to feel the wood bats all the time. Like I think that would be awesome. I think those would be so cool. In fact, mm-hmm. uh we went to there's a there's a video on the on the YouTube channel. Uh Wilson and I went to a Boise Hawks game last year and on our way home, and actually he's asked me this in the last couple of weeks, he said, Dad can I be a bat boy? And I said, we're sure going to see if we can make it happen. Yeah. Make it happen. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was, I was actually, nice. I was really proud of him that he asked that. I thought that was cool that that's something he wanted to do. So that's cool, man. You got a cool kid though. He's, he's a special I, kid. I think so. Sure. Most of the time. I mean, there's, he has his moments, but oh yeah. Every kid's what a kid turd. doesn't. What yeah, kid does for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's yeah, a cool man. kid. He's a lot of fun. He's a lot of fun. He totally is. Totally awesome. Okay. Now, Brig, are you ready for the next one? Yeah. What was the best experience you have ever had with a player? Oh. With like minor league, major league, whatever. Any player. Whoa. All right. That's easy. Um, I, I had an opportunity last year to participate in a charitable function at the Ronald McDonald house here in town. Oh, that's and, right. I remember that. Yeah. And they had a couple of players from the Greenville drive out there and we got talking and every time I don't care how big or small the stage is, whenever you get a ball player, you know, on the professional track, not in front of a microphone, not trying to please somebody, you know, not, not trying to to live up to whatever brand they're building of themselves 
you get them one on one, or you get a couple of players talking together, and they are wicked down to earth. Usually, right? Nine times yeah, out of ten, yeah, maybe nine and yeah. a half times out of ten, they're really humble. They're really grateful for to be there. They're grateful to be a part of the community, especially minor leaguers when they're moving up and they're always dancing around different towns. Um, I, I anyway, so I think at least recently that was the coolest experience. That's really that is cool. That is yeah. cool, and especially guys in the minor leagues, like that's such a humbling experience to be playing minor league ball. I mean, it has to be, has yeah. to be totally. So that that's cool. That's awesome. I like that. Thanks. Okay. Um, would you rather have an at bat? Okay, would you rather step into the box and and face Randy Johnson, (laughs) Bob Gibson, (laughs) oh jeez, or Roger Clemens? (laughs) Um, (laughs) oh my gosh! Now, oh, jeez. Just think about the implications. Oh, yeah. Every one of those guys will hit you without even thinking twice. For sure. For sure. Um, Bob honestly, Gibson though, might not even know you're there. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true. He's like, but to be honest, uh, to be quite honest, um, I would ra- out of the three of those, I would rather face Roger Clemens. And let me tell you why. Whoa, I did not see that coming. Okay, okay. I'm excited okay, about this. So, so Bob Gibson, because... I like. I always like to stand kind of close to the plate, and he was not about that. So he's going to throw up my head to get yeah. me a backup. And I've been hitting the head with the fastball. I'm not about to have that happen again. Yeah. So Bob Gibson off the list. Randy Johnson. For some reason, growing up, like I did not get my first hit off of a left hander until I was 16 years old because I couldn't see the ball out of the, out of the left hander's hand. I don't know what it was. I don't know why, but. Uh, I it was like it was just like a mental block. I couldn't see it totally. So I wouldn't want 103 coming from a lefty, much less a 95 mile an hour slider potentially. That I I don't know where it's coming from. I don't know where it's going. So I wouldn't want to face Randy Johnson, Roger Clemens because he's just going to try to gas it by me. Yeah. You give me four or five of those, I might be able to like almost get the bat <laughs> off my shoulder by the yeah. time it gets to the catcher's glove. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I don't feel like he's gonna hit me just to hit me, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. That that's Dude. why I go with the Rocket Roger Clemens. You broke that all the way down, bro. That was <laughs> ah, that was high quality answer right there. <laughs> and I happen to agree with everything you said. <laughs> yeah. Uh, excellent. Very that good. Was great. <laughs> <laughs> Solid, bro. <laughs> All right. Okay. Are you ready for the next one? I'm ready. What's your very earliest? And I can't remember if we've talked about this or not, but either I'm going to ask you right now. What's your very earliest baseball memory? <sighs> you did ask me this once before, but I gave you the most potent memory. Okay. Um, and it's like yeah, the saddest right. story yeah. ever. But, okay. My earliest baseball memory. Dang. It would probably have to be the day I I really discovered baseball cards. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, there you go. You know, and, and I was like, oh, because we watched baseball growing up, and, and my dad and was really involved in my baseball life growing up. And so mm-hmm. I, I think I would have to say that I have, like, whispering memories of those, but they're they're very vague. But the day I discovered baseball cards was a huge deal. I I must have been at school or something and had come home with one or or t- maybe somebody told me about them or showed me them and I was like, "What the crap is that? It's like the coolest <laughs> thing ever." So I get home and you know, we didn't have a lot of money growing up at all. So especially at that age, I must have been oh man, like 5 or 6, 7 at the oldest, probably 6 or 7 actually. That's when I had a brain. Anyway, <laughs> I, get, I, I tell my dad about these pictures of baseball players on these cards. And he said, yeah, come come here. I want to show you something. Walked me down to his office in the basement. He had a home office. And he pulled out this box from a storage unit uh, or from a storage closet. And it was this cardboard box. And he pulled it out. And there were stacks 
and stacks and stacks of cards, football cards, baseball cards. And he so he, he pulls out a wad of rubber banded baseball cards and he whips off the rubber band and he starts flicking these through. And I was like, I didn't know who they were. Right. Like I had right, no yeah, idea yeah. until I was 15. <laughs> yeah. And I went back, you know, for the hundredth time to look at my dad's collection of baseball cards and I was, it was like Roberto Clemente and Goose Gossage was in there and I mean he had some players that were like crazy awesome and I didn't get it uh, certainly oh, at the yeah, time yeah. all I knew was here was this new experience that I was having connecting with the game of baseball for the first time really like like emotionally outside of my dad and then I and I went and had this experience, and I brought it to my dad, and he was ready to share that experience in real time with his own connection that he'd made years or like almost thirty years earlier, you know. And yeah, yeah. No, dude, it was like this mind blowing. So I think that's probably my earliest, earliest memory of baseball. That's cool. That's really cool. I like that a lot. Yeah, thanks. That's great. That, that's. I mean, I would have to very say. good. All right. Very cool. Uh, thank you. I'm going to pull this up. Uh, it's your last question. You ready? Yeah. Yeah. So I have this fantasy. It's totally illogical. Um, that if every team could pick one player who's ever lived to be immortal and mm. and stay on the team, they stay on the same team forever. You never have. Prime? You never have to draft for that position ever again. They're never going to get injured. They're going to show up every day. They're going to give you 100 percent every day. They're going to evolve every day, every year. They get better. They keep pace with the best as 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 the as the best the game can provide, etc. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Who would you want to be that guy in Seattle? That's easy. Junior. <laughs> That's that. <laughs> of mean, all time, yeah. You've got, you've got, yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got, you've got Babe Ruth, and you got Mickey Mantle, sure. Joe DiMaggio, Ty Cobb, all those guys, right? But who changed the game athletically? I mean, we can go back to Roberto Clemente because there was nobody like him, true, at his time, absolutely. Right? But at the time, who was the most? Who was the like the five tool player in his era? It's Junior, it's Griffey. for sure. Yeah, yeah, man. So. Yeah, Griffey in his prime, like 96, 97 Griffey, yeah. and only improving from there. Because after that, the injuries started to kind of pile up a little bit. You know, he went to Cincinnati yeah. and had some hamstring injuries and things like that. Yeah. But if you can have late 90s Griffey continuing to get better, I don't know who would be better than him ever. Legitimately do not know who would be better than him ever. So wow. that, that's my answer. <clears throat> wow. Good answer. So... I didn't Thank see you, you picking Griffey. I mean, I who'd you I, who'd you think I was? Gonna I pick? don't know, but I I didn't think you'd pick a player <laughs> that was that young in the history. And see, I do think some of it there might be some recency bias that he's the guy who I grew up watching. Sure, you know, but the electricity that comes with him uh-huh. is oh, yeah. unbeatable. unbeatable. And especially if if you've ever been in the stadium with Griffey, whew, man, that it's it's unreal. It is absolutely unreal yeah he he does he does have an effect yeah that's awesome yeah so great answer. all right brig last question hey what do you think baseball will look like in 100 years oh (laughs) (laughs) okay okay I think it'll look exactly the same. With robot umpires? Yeah. I mean, some (laughs) of those things will change, and they'll come and go. I don't think the robot umpires are going to leave once they show up, but it might be 50 years until they get here. I don't know. At this rate, yeah. But but I think that essentially the game will stay the same. It'll be 90 feet between bases. It'll be 60 feet 6 inches to the mound. It's going to be, you know, the outfield dimensions will stay relatively the same depth. 
there will always be a warning track. You know what I mean? The the mound will mm-hmm. always yeah. be the same yeah. height. The rubber will always be the same. I mean, the dimensionally, which I think is critical, I think it's always going to stay the same. This BS about moving the mound back during the postseason, like nobody's going to let that happen. Like, what is he trying? No, that they can't. What are they trying to get over on us without us knowing about it? Because they're enraging us with this idea. Like, I'm thinking, what's the left hand doing if that's what the right hand is showing us? Anyway, <laughs> where's the knife? <laughs> that's a good point. You know what I mean? Where's the knife? Because that is absolutely ridiculous. It's so ridiculous, it makes me nervous. What kind of subterfuge are we not knowing about and are we being distracted from? Anyway. I think that in 100 years, baseball is going to essentially be exactly the same way it is now. Obviously, I hope that's true, but I do think that there are enough of us that will help maintain it at its, in its purest form. Nice. Yeah. And w- when I thought of that question, I, I thought the same thing. 90 feet, 60 feet, 60 feet, 6 inches, outfield, you know, all that. My only thought was... Um, some kind of protective equipment elsewhere, you know, like maybe pitchers have something, mm. um, you know, batters have not like cricket protection, but like, I don't know. Yeah. There's some kind of like facial coverage, not like a, not even like a softball helmet, but they'll figure something out. I don't See, know. hundred years is a long yeah, time. Yeah, but that kind of stuff, I don't know. I don't know that it's terribly different. Like the catcher's equipment needs to be improved for sure. We got to yeah, find yeah. a way for umpires behind the plate to have more protection because those dudes take a beating when it happens. It doesn't happen all the time, but when it does, it's bad. And so like yeah. things like that, yeah. of course they're going to change. We need to extend the nets hashtag extend the nets, man, get that all the way out. Um, and I hate it, but like, I hate looking through the nets, but we got to have them because I'd rather not go to the mm-hmm. hospital yeah. or have some kid go to the hospital, yeah. you know, or die. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I mean, essentially yeah. it's going to be the same. Yeah. Yeah, and I have actually something to share on umpires yeah. later. Great. So hey, you know what? Before we take a break, you wanna you wanna uh you wanna drop that uh exclusive discount code real quick? Oh, this is such a perfect time. Yeah, the discount code is BT Pod. Bravo Tango B Papa Oscar Delta. B Like Baseball Together Pod. Exactly BT right. Pod. Or 15. Actually, you know what? So BT Pod no, let's 15. Let's just do BT Pod. <laughs> okay. All right. BT Make Pod. It's, it's going to be on the screen on YouTube. It'll be right BT Pod there. It's 15% off the 42 collection. Cool. Yeah. I like it. And, I like and it you'll lot. see the hat in the next segment. I'll pull it on. Very cool. Very cool. So let's go ahead and take a break and then we'll come back. And Brig will be wearing his 42 hat and we're going to talk about um a rule that came down this week with pickoffs hey babe i'm headed to concessions do you want me to grab you something yeah anything whatever you're getting okay i saw a burger i'll probably grab that Mm, no that doesn't sound good okay i think there's barbecue probably some nachos Uh, i don't think i want either of those either um but just get me anything (sighs) what do you want Uh, I saw a hot dog earlier. Okay, I can do that. Well, no. Couples may quarrel, but baseball is for lovers. Shop the Lovers Collection at 9plusus.com. Welcome back, baseball family. As we mentioned, it is Friday, February 28th. Boom. Uh, We had a rule come out today, right? This is just today this came out? Today... Yeah, today was the first time I heard of it. Before we talk um, about that, can I show him the new hat? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Show him oh, your hat, Brig. God, Brad. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Just don't need this much negativity in my life. Too much. Too much. All Here's, right. Show me your hat. Show Check it hat. out. This hat is blue. It comes <laughs> with the 9 Plus Us logo. Uh, where is it? There it is. On the side. And we decided to go with this one. The blue one in gray. It's like a shimmery, silvery, metallic gray. And there it is on the front. Oh, it looks so good. Oh, it's so good. It's in 3D puff. Sorry for those of you on audio. 
You'll see it. You'll see <laughs> You'll it. You'll get to see it, yeah. 9plusus.com is how you get a hold of this, okay? It's available right now. Don't forget the discount code is BTPOD, okay? BTPOD. Anyway, the 3D Puff, it's raised stitching. Man, it looks so good. Green undervisor, as always. Well, not always, but we do prefer that if it's at all possible. So I'm going to go yeah. ahead and take off this 9 Plus Us hat right here in our heathered gray, which looks amazing. And I'm going to go ahead and put on my new 42 hat. Now, this hat, I'll show you. This Some of our hats come in six panels. You can see the seam on the ball cap coming down the front. This one is a five panel. So it's got that nice pinch in the front. There we go. Right? There's no stitch. There's no seam running down through the middle here. Which I think is kind of nice. Actually makes it a That's little more cool. comfortable. So there's not a bump right here you have to contend with. This hat is going to come yeah. in a couple of different colors. Gray, white, corresponding stitch colors. Don't worry about it. Just go check it out. There's also black. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, it looks looks sharp. It's real good. We're going to have a link to link to all the 42 stuff um, in the podcast, in the description, yeah. um, in the YouTube description everywhere. You'll be able to find this stuff pretty easily. And don't forget BT Pod for 15% off 42 stuff. And don't so. forget that, that April 15th is the day you want to have this in by. So, you know, like. Right. Yeah. That's the point. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Brig. Okay, man. Should we talk about a new rule that's being proposed? Okay. Okay. So now, this is called, they're calling this, I think it's called the step-off rule is probably, probably what they're going to call it. Step-off so, rule. that's what oh, I'm going to yeah, call it. How's that? some more soda in my mug. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like leaning so. over and I'm being all weird. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, everybody. All right. All right, let's 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 break down the step off rule a little bit, okay? okay. So this happens. This is going to be in in play with pitchers making a pickoff move to any base now, okay? Right. So previously, especially with left-handers, you could just throw to the base as long as you had not committed to throwing home. Yes. Which means that your foot, when you step, especially for left-handers, first base, there's a forty-five degree angle <clears throat> that's kind of the the marker, like the cutoff. Yeah. So if you step on the first base side, you got to throw to first. You step uh, on the home plate side of that 45-degree angle, you've got to go home. Now, Andy Pettit was famous for this. Oh, he yeah. had that fantastic pickoff move where he would kind of hover for a second, and then he would go, and he was really, really close to that 45-degree angle, and he'd pick off guys all the time because it looked like he was going home, but he'd throw to first and get guys leaning towards second a little bit, trying to get their secondary lead or even steal. So what this rule does... Oh my gosh, I just hit my microphone. Mix <laughs> it. <laughs> what it does is no, no more. That's right. It nixes it. So if a left-handed pitcher wants to throw to first base, he has to put pull his right foot off the or sorry, left foot off the rubber, put it behind it, and then throw. Kind of like what what would be more natural for a right-hander to do. Yeah. Even though you can kind of do like the the pivot. But anyways. Um so yeah, you have to put your foot behind the rubber before you can throw to a base. Okay, that yeah. goes for first base, second base, third base, even as a right hand. Doesn't matter. Yeah, always have to step off. So, Brick, first, I want your opinion on this. What do you think of this? What do you think of this new rule? I mean, I think it's going to cripple pitchers. Uh, some of them. John Lester's mm-hmm. not going to care. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's still going to throw a bounce pass. Yeah, man. Or if at all. <laughs> A bounce, yeah, if, a yeah, bounce if he does it pass. All, yeah. <laughs> well played, sir. <laughs> a bounce pass. Uh, it's true. It's true. Some some pitchers won't care, and I think those that do care uh, maybe will stop caring. And I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I think that the pickoff move, if done successfully, um, is is a hugely valuable tool. So it's true. If you're a pitcher, you should be super, super upset about this. <laughs> and now I don't so, know if you mentioned this already, oh. but they're only going to implement this for like single A down right now. It's not. Yeah, it's going to be really low to start. Really, really low to start. We're just going to try it out and see what happens. We, I say we, I don't know. <laughs> um, but but people have been copying Andy Pettit at for sure. Andy Pettit for years and years. But I think, like, uh-huh. I think I'll bet I know what you're going to say. I bet I know what you're going to say. 
I'll bet you're going to say, because we haven't talked about this, but I'll bet you're going to say that it's going to put more pressure on the catchers, and it's which which could be good, right? Um, yeah, yeah. And it's going to increase base stealing. Yeah, yeah. But there is there's kind of a parent for this rule. There's there's like there's a rhyme to the reason. Well, tell us, okay. bed. <laughs> so this comes from robot umpires. It's 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 all encompassing, oh. and let me tell you why. So, and this is actually this and this point right here is actually something that somebody had expressed on the VIP group a long time ago, the Facebook group, when we when we talked about ro- robot umpires. I think it was Jason D'Agostino said that he was surprised I was for robot umpires because it takes away framing. Yeah, catchers can no longer frame now. As a catcher, when somebody steals a base. What you have to do is you have to stay low and completely receive the ball. First. Keep it in my mic, boom. So you have to completely receive the ball so the umpire can see where it ends up, which is stupid. They should be able to see where it crosses the plate. But anyways. You know, they're humans. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you have to completely receive the ball where it's supposed to be. You're supposed to, And you have to be down so the umpire can see, right? Yes. That's eliminated completely with robot umpires. True. The umpire doesn't have to see where the ball crosses the plate. True. So you can straight up as a catcher be almost standing up, like springing up to, and catching the ball almost at your waist if you want to, to to get the ball down to second base because there's no more framing. There's no complete, no more completely receiving the ball before you can jump up oh, out of your crouch. Look at you, Brad. So that's what that's what this is doing. Okay, it's making it more fair for the base runners. Okay? Because yeah. if if a pitcher has to completely step off the rubber before he can throw it, you can take an extra step, maybe two in your lead. Totally. Because as a base runner, I was not very fast, but I I felt like I, where I, I where I lacked in speed, I made up for being smart. Like I knew I knew where I lacked in speed, but I knew what was going to happen with the ball. That being said, I was terrified to lead off first base with a left-handed pitcher. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely terrified. Yes. Like, <laughs> I was to the point where if there was a left-handed pitcher, because I had such a hard time reading him and had such a bad history with him, mm-hmm. that I wouldn't, I wouldn't get, uh, I wouldn't get any farther off than I could just like fall back onto the base. <laughs> yeah, like, like <laughs> that's how bad it was. So what this does is it allows guys even with left-handed pitchers to get get a bigger lead, right? Yes. And so, and so, yes, it is going to encourage base running, which I love because I love stealing bases. I do too. It's going to put more pressure, a ton more pressure on the catchers because guys are going to be running way more often. Yep. And gosh dang it, if I don't love a play at second when a catcher makes an awesome throwdown, you got like especially Javi Baez making those no look tags. Dude, I need more of I it. Need, oh, I need more of it. We're going to get more <laughs> I of it. Need more of it. Yes, <laughs> I agree with you, bro. So. So that's where this rule comes from, and that's and that's why it's not just like, well, we're sick of guys getting picked off. No, you've got to you've got to help the base runners there with that robot umpire. Like you can't have you can't have a double threat of the pitcher, you know, just being able to hold basically guys hostage on the base, yeah. right? By being able to make some kind of janky move like the like the Pettit move, and then catchers being able janky. to receive the ball almost standing up you know so you got to do something to help out the base runners here and they did it they did this in the atlantic league last year when they had the robot umpires and they said that they saw an uptick of like maybe about a half a base run or a stolen base every game so it's not a bunch but it cuts down on the double plays a little bit because guys can like we said get farther off the base you get a little bit more of a head start towards second base cuts down on double plays which means innings are going to be extended Mm -hmm. so more offense, which we like, right? Yes. More running the bases. More running the bases. Yeah. So, more bunting, probably. I want more I bunting. That's what I want. I don't know, because if you've got a guy who's leading off a third of the way, quarter of the way to uh, to second base, you're more likely to bunt him over than you are to try to hit the ball over the outfield. Absolutely. Head. I'm just saying, I like the rule, and that's why. Now, I think that those numbers that we got to see in the minor leagues last season when they did the robot umpire thing will transfer mm-hmm. in sort of like a projection i guess what is the right word when they get bigger 
the further out you get, it'll it'll compound as it reaches the major leagues because in the minor leagues they're dabbling, right? They're they're yeah. trying things, they're experimenting. What can I do? What am I comfortable with? Um, what am I capable of? What has my training going to kick in right now? But you get into the major leagues, and that some of that's going on still, but mostly it's practitioners, right? These people, like mm-hmm. Ricky Henderson's the easy example. That dude was a base running yeah. practitioner. That's if 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 I live to see another Ricky Henderson, I will I'll be so happy. Oh yeah, so happy! I, I, I love I love guys <laughs> trying to steal bases, and you know you know what? I was listening to the Mariners game today. And they were like four for five on stolen bases, what? five for six, something like that. I was like, "Yes, the Mariners running bases. I love it. I don't care if you lose. Freaking try to take Fantastic. second base. It's awesome. I love it's it. Fantastic. And I think we're going to see so much more of it if this rule gets put into place. So, like we said, Atlantic League last year, which is the independent league, we call it the circus, the, the petri dish kind of. <laughs> uh, they experimented yeah. with it, and it and it it seemed like it worked along with the robot umpire in tandem. Right? Yeah. And so this year we're going to see it in low, low, low minor league baseball, like short season A, rookie ball, it sounds yeah. like. Uh, so if you have a chance, go watch some low season, short season A and some rookie ball because there's going to be some movement on the base pass, I think. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. I think you're right, man, and that's uh, that's a huge deal. It is, especially with what we've seen now. The approach with you know launch angle and everything, It's you've got a guy on first base, you don't want him to get out. So you're hitting a solo home run instead of a two-run home run. So guys aren't. That's why guys aren't stealing yeah, bases. That's exactly why. Because with certain catchers, the odds are against you is trying to steal second, and when you're, when you're trying to hit a home run every every pitch, it just it <laughs> it hurts you. You know, obviously mathematically, if a guy's getting thrown out of second base. But with this, I mean, it could it could really change the game, kind of in a cha- swing the pendulum back in the way that we that we wanted to be. I agree with you. I gotta have more of that small ball. Yeah, yeah, it's more exciting, way more exciting than strikeouts. I agree. I agree. <laughs> so much more exciting than strikeouts. Look, I'd be willing. So, I mean, never mind. I won't say it. Well, I, I was, I was just gonna say that you know, I as much as I love pitching, like I love watching a great pitcher. As much as I like, like watching that, I just I love watching guys going around the bases. You mm-hmm. know, still second, heck, still third, still home, whatever. You know, just yes. Get get things moving. Still home for sure, and and that's what it'll do. I love it, man. I think it's awesome. Me too. I'm I'm excited for this. I saw this today and and got really excited about it. But baseball family, let us know what you think about it. Is it is it adulterating the game that we love? <laughs> I mean, yeah, a pickoff move is fun, but what's more fun is watching guys watching guys run bases. Do you agree with us? Do you disagree with us on this? Do you think that it's going to completely change the game for the worse um tell us on facebook join the facebook group you can tell us on youtube uh you can submit to the mailbag your comments and we'll go ahead and share it with the with the listeners with the baseball family um whatever you want we'll go ahead and we'll go ahead and do yeah. it here and uh, we want to have some conversation with you guys about let's it. talk about stuff man and while we're talking about stuff let's talk about these sweet t-shirts <laughs> do you like that that's pretty good right that's right. That was good. That was a good little Thanks, transition. Man. I like that. So this is our nine plus us hat for those of you watching on the uh, YouTube channel. Uh, this is our heathered gray ball cap. It's, it's super sweet. We have all kinds of stuff. We have baseball t-shirts with the three quarter length raglan sleeves, tank tops, kids stuff. Dude, I get compliments. Um, if you haven't seen the foul lines t-shirts, you got to go look at just go look at the foul lines. Nine plus us dot com. Oh, yeah. Those are some of my favorite T-shirts. I was showing somebody the other day. I navigated to the shop, sent you know, handed my phone over, and and they were like, "What? That's amazing! You have one for every team." And I said, "Nope, I have one for every city." Ah, so <laughs> that's <yeah>. right. <laughs> <laughs> so depending on where your city, you know, where your ball club plays, you can search by that, or you just go up to the catalog and you can search by Cleveland. You can search for New York. Um, Queens and the Bronx. So you can search for uh, L.A. and L.A. By the way, how do you think uh, Mookie Betts is doing in L.A.? In I LA. wanted to ask you that. Is, do you think he's having a, a lot of fun in L.A.? <laughs> well, I mean, right now he's in, you know, he's in Phoenix. 
Oh, but my gosh. I think he is going to have fun. I think you're right. <laughs> anyway, you can sort by whatever city you want to represent, and all your stuff will be you know, categorized to fit your needs in the catalog. So jump on 9plusus.com. Check out something new. Don't forget that opening day is, I think, 26 March this year. So we're coming up on it pretty fast. It's a little. It feels earlier. I think it was the 29th last year, so it's a little earlier this year. And don't forget to check out the 42 collection and grab it up before April 15th because that's when you're going to want it. That's right. Absolutely. In fact, you know, that foul line collection, that's going to be my next, my next one. Um, my next one's going to be a foul line shirt. Yep, I already uh, decided that. Dude, I get, shirt. People stop me. I'll probably I'll wear it yeah. on the next on the next show if I can remember that far out. But people stop me and they say, "What is that? What is that?" And and most of the time, I get people who don't understand, and then I explain it. and They're like, "Oh, that's cool." And then yeah. there's occasionally somebody will go, "Hey, that's pretty slick," because <laughs> it's just yeah. subtle enough, yeah, it, you know. It is cool. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I like it. The Baseball Family, we talked about the mailbag on Baseball Together. You can stop by Baseball Together. You can read about baseball. You can also watch and listen to the podcast there. We have every episode up there for you. And Baseball Family, thank you for joining us this week. We will catch you next week. Next week.